Welcome everybody. This is Tap Out Talk, NXT Vengeance Day, Results and Thoughts. When you watch NXT and when you watch the WWE, I want you guys to understand a couple things before we go into this review. When you watch specifically NXT, this is developmental territory. And what I mean by that is when you watch a professional sports team, when you watch, let's use the NBA for an example, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you expect a certain quality of play and domination in their games. That's the main roster. When you watch, let's say, the minor league system, the Canton Charge, you don't expect too much out of that. What you do expect, though, is to find out which players on the Canton Charge, and you say, hmm, I think he can make it on the main roster. I think he could be the future of the NBA teams, or at least a role player. I want you to take that mentality when you watch NXT, okay? We are coming off of the Royal Rumble, which was a really good pay-per-view. You guys can see that review I had of it. I'll link it up above. But ultimately, you're coming off that great pay-per-view of the main roster, and we're going now into the minor leagues the following weekend. Which brings me to the second point I want to make. Two out of five of these superstars in training will not make it on the main roster. We would love for everybody to succeed, but the truth is only two out of those five are actually going to make it. Okay, this is training. Which brings me to point number three. You're watching training in progress when you watch NXT. So what that basically means is... WWE does this to make their main roster more successful, okay? So, with that being said, they are going to do minimal road tours. Tonight happened to be a PLE in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? So they went to Charlotte to get them used to traveling and road life. But then they're going to go back to the Performance Center for their weekly show, and that's perfectly fine. You're going to see characters when you watch this show. You're going to see development. Okay, this is the not the old days of NXT where you kind of knew they were rebuilding the whole roster and bringing a lot of up and comers on. Okay, so when you watch this, just remember it is training in progress. What the WWE is doing is they're going to blend in some stars from the main roster to come down and work with the minor league guys, just like that professional sports team I mentioned. Without further ado, let's see how the minor league followed up WWE Royal Rumble with their version of a premium live event. And it starts tonight with NXT Vengeance Day. Let's get in. All right, guys, so we are gonna start off. The very first match of this evening was Wesley versus Dijak. All right, so I will say this match in training, right? First matches are meant to be the fast-paced matches that get the crowd into it. And by the way, I want to say how nice was it to have a PLE with a crowd that's not used to seeing NXT all the time. We can actually use that as a point to gauge how audiences that are not the hardcore fan base actually gauge these guys. They just say, hey, a WWE product's coming to town. I want to buy a ticket. So it was nice to see the crowd in Charlotte tonight and get a real gauge on how these guys are doing. Wesley's music hits. He walks out to the ring. Dijak's theme song plays, and he comes out to the ring. Right? The match begins, and Dijak knocks him down before asking him to stay down. Lee lies down, and Dijak goes to cover him, and then he kicks up, and he sends him into the ropes. 
this match was a very fast-paced match, back and forth, and I felt like it did a really good job of getting people up and going and kind of excited to see the show tonight. And that's what the opening match is supposed to do. Wesley and Dijak did get a good job on that. Lee sends him to the apron. He hits an Urukurata, sends him to the outside of the ring. Lee dives onto Dijak, but is caught and planted on the outside. He sends Lee into the ring. There's a cover, a one, and a two, and a kick out. Dijak viciously attacks Wesley. Dijak goes to work on Lee. He picks up and throws him across the ring. A cover, a one, and a two, and a kick out. Lee goes for a cross body, but he's caught and tossed outside the ring. He goes after him, throws him into the barricade before sending him into the ring. There's a cover, you guessed it, a one, and a two, and a kick out. Dijak stomps Lee. He continues to attack Wesley in the corner. Dijak goes for an elbow diving elbow, but Lee moves out of the way, and Dijak is sent over the top rope. Lee fights back, punching Dijak into the corner. He sends Dijak into the turnbuckle, and it kicks him in the head. He then hits the bridge, German suplex, for once again, a one, and a two, and a kick out, right? I'm doing that a lot tonight. So, Wesley then drags him onto the apron. He picks up Lee. He fights out of it. He hits a backdrop on the apron. He then dives onto Dijak onto the outside, and he sends Dijak into the ring. Dijak goes for a feast your eyes, and Lee reverses it into a poison arana, and then he plans him in a cover, you guys guessed it, it's a one, and a two, and a kick out. The match is very fast paced, it goes back and forth to these guys, and I like it because you had with Wes Lee, a, um, a lot of people were saying a ricochet type wrestler, right, flying around, uh, flippy dippy as people say, right, or at least some people. Uh, and then you got Dijak, who's playing kind of like the big boss man, strong man, enforcer kind of guy, right? He's kind of a mix between a big boss man and Test. Okay, a few for those throwback fans. So, at this point, uh, he goes up for the top rope, and he goes for a 450, but misses and hits him with a super kick. He goes for a springboard move, but is caught, and Dijak hits the choke slam. There's a one and a two and a kick out. Dijak goes for the crossface chicken wing. And he is about to get to the ropes, but Dijak goes for the feast, you um, eyes, but is rolled up. Dijak goes for the choke slam, but he escapes and he hits the super kick. He hits the ropes, and Dijak hits a big boot. There's a cover and another one and a two and a kick out. Dijak hits a super kick with a clothesline, a cover, a one, and a two and a kick out. So we go on. We go through the match. Dijak climbs the second turnbuckle. He drags Lee with him. He goes for a power bump, but Lee reverses it into a hurricane arana. And then he hits the corkscrew dive. From the top rope, there's a cover. A one, two, kick out. Lee goes for a suicide dive, but Dijak sends him into the barricade. He then picks up a chair and places Lee on it. He then locks him in using a broom and super kicks. And then, he climbs to the top rope and hits a moonsault, but catches Tony, or catches him in stacks. And then he goes for a springboard move, but is caught by Lee, who then hits a backflip dropkick for the win. Wes Lee, still your North American champion. Very good match, very uh, fun to watch, and it definitely did its job with Lee holding up that title. And it did its job getting you guys into the match, getting the Charlotte crowd into the match. And I gotta give Wesley a lot of credit with him losing his tag team partner, right? I honestly had this guy kind of like, oh, he's not gonna do much. He's actually doing some stuff. He's building up slowly. I don't wanna see him on the main roster yet. 
They're not ready for that. He's not ready for that. But I do like this character or what they're doing with him. Alright, so that's the North American Championship. Let's move on. Up next, we have the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. You know why we need tag team wrestling at Women's NXT? Because the tag team women's wrestling is not good on the main roster. So what do you do when you're lacking in a position on the main roster? You go and you find talent and you groom them to do tag team wrestling. I want to let you guys know something about tag team wrestling as well. Tag team wrestling teaches lesser skilled people how to wrestle and do certain uh, spots and matches and certain things on a minimal level. It takes the pressure off of you when you're in the ring and you have a partner to take some of that off of you to where all eyes are not on you all the time so you can make mistakes and you can learn. Keep that in mind when you watch tag team wrestling at this level. Kaden Carter and Katana Chance are interviewed backstage. Katana says she has faced everyone. Kaden uh, says that the only thing that concerns them is the titles. Kiana James music plays and then she comes out and then uh, Fallon, with the Fallon Henley, Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance's theme song hit and they walk out uh, in the ring from the crowd. The match begins and Caden Carter and Kiana James, Carter with a takedown, Kiana sends her out of the ring, Caden slaps Jensen in the back and then attacks Kiana and tags out. Katana continues the attack. They both tag out. Caden attacks Fallon before tagging out. They both hit the moonsault and the leg drop combo. Kiana tags in, she hits the back suplex, she tags out, and Henley plants Katana in the ring. She then goes to work on Katana. Katana tags out, and Carter plants her and attacks James. She attacks both of them from the corner. Carter tags out and sends Henley out, to the, uh, out of the ring. They double team their opponents. Henley tags out. James goes back for a suplex, but Katana reverses it, tags out again. James slams Carter. There's a cover, a one, and a two, and a kick out. Katana tags in, and Carter slams her on the James, but she gets the knees up. James tags out, and Henley with a neck breaker, and they double team her. There's a cover for a one, and a two. Caden makes the save, but is sent outside. James gets taken out by Caden. Henley and Chance exchange strikes back and forth, back and forth in the ring. And Kagan tags in and goes for a suplex, but it's blocked on both women jockeying for position. Katana joins in the Hurricane Rana from the top. Cover, a one, and a two, and a kick out. But then, we're not done. Kagan rolls up Fallon, but she reverses it, and James helps her get the win. The winners and the champions, Fallon, Henley, and Kiana James. We got new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, you guys. I'm okay with it. So a lot of people feel like I've heard, oh, well, they're too green or they're too new. Now, that tells me the WWE is trying to mix it back and forth, right? And they got a little help in this one. This wasn't put over cleanly. There will be another match between these two. And I'm thinking NXT Stand and Deliver will be that time. So... This was a quick match, very fast paced. As I like to say, it didn't overstay its welcome. It got them in, got them out, got the business, got them some reps. Um, overall, it wasn't bad, it was okay, right? I think you're gonna find the theme of this card tonight okay. It's just kind of there, it happened. There was really nothing memorable in this one. But yeah, let's move on. All right, up next, this is where we get the veteran Apollo Crews coming to work 
with Carmelo Hayes in a two out of three falls matchup. Make no mistake about it. This is about taking a main roster talent in Apollo Crews and testing out if Carmelo Hayes is ready for the next step. That's what's happening here with the story behind the story, in case you didn't know. Carmelo Hayes is introduced by Trick Williams and his music plays. He comes out to the ring. Apollo Cruz's theme song plays and he walks to the ring. The match begins and Hayes with a takedown, but Cruz escapes. Cruz with a takedown on Hayes and Hayes slaps Cruz and he slaps him back. Hayes with a springboard move, but Cruz hits the dropkick. He slams him into the turnbuckle and he then hits the backbreaker. Hayes goes for a springboard move, but Cruz catches him and hits the German suplex. Trick Williams distracts Cruz and Hayes goes for a dive, but he escapes it, hits a clothesline, and then Cruz hits the moonsault. He sends him into the ring, dives on the ropes from the cover. There's a one and a two and a kick out. Cruz with a suplex, cover, one, two, kick out. Hayes hangs Cruz up on the ropes. He goes after him, he sends him into the ring. Hayes attacks Cruz, he goes uh, to work on Cruz. Cruz fights back and is stopped by Hayes who hits the clothesline. Cruz fights back with a couple of German suplexes back and forth, back and forth. He then hits the backdrop. Cruz kicks him with hits with clothesline. Cruz with a splash in the corner. He sends Hayes to the corner, kicks him in the head. Cruz suplexes him, hits the ring, a cover, a one, and a two, and a kick out. Hayes slams on the mat, one, two, kick out. All these pins back and forth. He hits a cutter, a cover, that's gotta be it, right? A one, a two, and a kick out again. Hayes transitions into the cross face. And then guess what? Cruz taps, giving Carmelo, Melo, 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 his first fall out of the two or three falls matchup. Carmelo taps out Cruz. So at this point, you know, we're thinking, all right, we got match one of three out of the way, right? It's time to really pick up the match and go into the next gear. I felt like the match started out at a pretty okay pace. And then the second phase of this match, which two out of three falls matches, they're te teaching people how to go from phase one to phase two to phase three. So we're getting phase two with second gear, so to speak, right? And you gotta ask yourself, are we gonna take it home and see phase three in the matchup? So at this point, he climbs the rope, but it stopped, and he, uh, he's kicked by Hayes, and then he hits a springboard leg drop. He goes for the cover, he gets a one and a two. Cruz hits the blockbuster DDT, a cover, a one and a two. A lot of this in the matchup. Both men fall off the top rope with a back suplex. Hayes with a code breaker, and, but Cruz catches him and slams him. Trick removes the turnbuckle cover. He then informs Hayes about it. Cruz fights back and sends him to the exposed turnbuckle. Trick Williams is taken out by Dabakato. Dabakato. Trick Williams on the outside. You guys remember Dabakato? All right, so you guys might remember Dabakato from... Shane McMahon's Raw Underground. He was one of the fighters in there, originally on the Raw, WWE Monday Night Raw roster. Guess what? Dabakato, also known as General Aziz, from Apollo Crews' bodyguard. He was, you know, accompanying him at WrestleMania a year or two ago, right? So Dabakato, um, AKA, now going by that name, AKA General, I called him General Asneez, right? So at this point, Hayes hits a springboard clothesline then hits a uh, leg drop from the top rope. A one, a two, a three. Winner of the whole match, Carmelo, Mello, 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 Hayes. Guys, um, I love the fact that Carmelo Hayes won this match in a sweep of two falls. If you're gonna put Mello over and try to escalate him to the next round, 
you need to give him the two falls win in a row. I think at a point, you know, we get so used to two out of three falls that we say, oh, it's got to go one-to-one -one and it needs the third fall. And I really believe that I like the booking decision of having the sweep to put over Melo, but to also allow, you know, him to look dominant. And the WWE needs to throw that swerve at us, right? We don't need to have where it's like, oh, they must go three falls because it's two or three falls. So I liked it. Um, for me, the match never picked up. It never left that second gear I spoke of. It was very uh, paced, and it was moderately paced, and I felt like they never switched it to third gear and took it home, as Dusty Rhodes used to say. And so they never took it home in the end, and I was like, oh, it's over. It happened. All right, so then there was some drama afterwards, right? I like the return of Daba Kato. Following the match, Kato picks Cruz up, he hugs him, and when this happened, I said, oh, no. Not the hug in the ring. If somebody saves you and they pick you up, and you're looking weak and they hug you, you're getting betrayed. That is one of those tropes of wrestling, right? And I said, uh-oh, it's coming, betrayal. And you see smiles and then you see anger. Then you see a headbutt from Kato to Cruz and he picks them up and he slams them with the steel chair. Um, and at that point, that's the end of that altercation. And then we cut to a backstage segment with Henley and James celebrating their win, they congratulate each other. So, Dabakato, uh, coming back, I like it. Uh, I guess we're going to get to see Cruz versus Dabakato, maybe it stands to deliver from here, right? That's fine. We need to move on from Melo, because Melo's got bigger plans. We'll talk about that later. Is he ready? You guys decide. Hey, speaking of decide, for all you guys that listen to this channel, you like my content here. You hit that like button. It helps me out in the algorithms. You share it. You subscribe. Thank you. You know, just thank you for doing that, right? I want to say shout out also, thank you to my teams over at fansofprowrestling.com. Um, you know, we've got Will and uh, Heather and Carlos and John, right? And we got a little good thing going on there. Uh, let me shout out uh, Ted the Hillbilly Hill. Let me shout out a few other guys over there, right? Uh, Vader from Wish and um, NWO. You know, so let me shout out a few of those guys. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys from the Twitter world. You can, you guys can follow me at Twitter. It's at the Brian Atkins. All right, let's go on. All right, so now we got the NXT Tag Team Championship. We've got the New Day. We've got Gallus. We've got Pretty Deadly, and we got Chase U. That's right, Chase University. So. Here's what we got. We got the veterans in the New Day. We know what they're about. We know they're legit. And we got three young teams being put over. It worked, right? When I seen a fatal four-way match, I said, ooh, they're going to lose the titles. New Day's time and NXT is done. They worked with the young guys for the last few months. They're losing these titles cleanly. They're going to lose them and move on. And I'm fine with that. So here's the thing. Um, I'm watching these groups of guys here. And I'm not really always watching this group, right? Like, I'm not always watching the NXT stuff all the time. I, keep, I tag in once in a while, so to speak, to keep with the pun here. So, Chase University's song plays. They come out of the ring. Um, you know what? These guys got a little bit of a Spirit Squad vibe to them, right? I almost, you know, just for fun, let's go ahead and make a faction. Let's bring the Spirit Squad back and let's have the Chase U featuring the Spirit Squad and do that. I'm totally kidding, right? But you can kind of see they're going a little bit there of an homage. We got Pretty Deadly. They come out next. 
pretty deadly. They're um, the great value brand of the Super Kick Party, right? They're kind of like them. So those guys over in AEW knew what I'm talking about. So I do see a little bit of them. Um, they got little Beverly Brothers to them as well. I get it. Okay, and then they walk to the ring. And next up, we got Gallus. You guys would know Gallus from the UK fame of NXT. Gallus is here. They're wearing the nice green colors, almost Finley style. Yeah, that's a little UK vibe to them. Let's call them Finley's Finest. Let's change the name up. Totally kidding with all this, guys. All right, so let's get into the new day coming out. At this point, the match begins with Kofi and Prince. And Kofi hits a Hurricanrata, and Woods tags in. He attacks Prince, and he sends him outside. He does the same to Wilson, but he's caught um, by Prince. Kofi kicks Prince and sends Wilson crashing down. Woods attacks them, and he sends Prince um, into the ring. Duke tags in, attacks Prince. He tags Chase, and they double-team Prince, and Wilson tags in. But Chase hits an atomic drop. Mark tags in, hits him with the draft to Wilson. Wolfgang tags in and throws Wilson and Mark's tag and chops him. So it's interesting to think about this Fatal 4-Way, guys. This is... I like that it was a Fatal 4-Way, but I like that it was not all over the place, right? It wasn't like a Texas Tornado style. I like that they kind of moderately kept it in the ring and back and forth and allowed these teams to kind of showcase a little bit of what they are, right? It was very clear to me that Xavier and Kofi were the, definitely the seasoned guys here. You can tell, right? The other guys were in that development phase, right? So we get a couple covers of one and two, and then a couple kickouts. And then we kind of fast forward a little bit throughout the match. And then later on, you know, we get into the match, and everybody gets involved at some point, okay? And then they knock each other down, and at this point, Prince picks up Kofi, and they hit the double-team move. There's a cover for another two-count. Pretty deadly attacks Kofi. Wilson sent outside. Woods tags in. They hit a double-team stop for another one and a two. All teams jump in and break it up. An all-out brawl breaks out. Kofi sets Chase on the top rope, but he is thrown off to everyone on the outside. Wilson tries to suplex him, but he gets superplexed onto everybody, all on an NXT-style spot on the outside. Everybody's down. And as I like to say, Duke then saves Chase and attacks both members of Gallus. Wilson attacks Duke, and they try to suplex him through the table, but he fights it on the outside, and he's sent to the apron. Wilson... Clothesline's pretty deadly, and he hits the senton on Wilson and tosses Prince. He hits the clothesline on Mark. Duke attacks both members of Gallus on the outside, and but they put him through the announcer's table at that point. So one thing I like they did in this match, they teased the announcer table being broken, right? Everything got knocked off. The monitors pretty deadly had a nice little entertaining spot here where they actually put the table back together and apologized to Booker T and the other staff. I've never seen that before, guys. I've never seen that. That's entertaining to me. So kudos to and shout out to Pretty Deadly for that one. But they put everything back. They put the cover back on. They said, sorry, guys, sorry. They went about the match. Um, it's like, hey, sit down and relax. We're not going to do anything. And then they destroyed it anyway. So at this point, um, we go. they go after Chase next. Chase um, sends Wolfgang outside, hits the side rushing leg sweep on Mark, and then he stomps Mark into the ring. He climbs to the top rope, hits a crossbody, a one, and a two, and a kick out. He locks in the figure four leg lock, and Wolfgang, with the swanton bomb, they double team him for a cover, a one, and a two. Um, and then also, Kofi at this point attacks Mark and sends Wolfgang to the outside. He then drives on to Pretty Deadly, who are caught, and they hit a spilt milk. Woods knocks down Mark, he dives. 
but is caught by Wolfgang, and then they hit the slam for him for the win and the pin. And your new tag team champions are none other than Gallus. All right, guys, we have to get the titles off of Kofi and Xavier. Guys, we can't have them mess around in NXT, right? We need the New Day for WrestleMania. That's what's going on. We got to get them back up to the main roster, right? So, we're now moving on to Gallus as the tag team champions. We'll see kind of how this goes. Uh, one little notable point I want to make in this matchup, right? Uh, Chase University, how does he wrestle in a sweater? Jeans in a sweater, right? Or pants in a sweater. I would be hot. I couldn't do it. That shirt's got to come off, right? It just has to. So, wrestling in a sweater, kudos to him for pulling that off every night. Without further ado, let's move on to the next match. NXT Women's Championship. We got two more matches to go on this show, right? So, the story here, we've got Toxic Attraction. Gigi Dolan, JC Jane going for the NXT Women's Championship with Roxy Perez. So Roxanne Perez is the NXT champion. And I wanted to see more of Roxanne. You know, we know what Toxic Attraction's about. We know they make a very good tag team. Can they coincide? And this really was kind of a two-on-one match, right? And the story here wasn't really can Roxanne Perez survive. It was a matter of can Toxic Attraction not explode? And they teamed up two-on-one. And then when it gets real, when the title's about to be in play for them, right? So, Toxic Attraction's theme song comes on. Gigi and JC come out together. Roxanne Perez's theme song plays as she walks to the ring. The match begins with Toxic um, Attraction both attacking Perez. They plant Perez on the mat. Perez goes for a clothesline, but is caught and slammed by Toxic Attraction. Um, JC Jane goes for a boot, misses, and Roxanne attacks her and Gigi. JC knocks Roxanne down. Near miscommunication from, from Toxic Attraction allows Roxanne to drop kick them both. She hits a double arm drag, dives onto Gigi on the outside. Jane dives, but catches Gigi. Roxanne sends her into the ring. So you can kind of feel like Toxic Attraction is doing the awkward buddy thing, right? So at this point, there's uh, Roxanne with a cross face, but is rolled and couldn't get the win. And then JC with a neck breaker, she attacks her. Jane chops Roxanne. Jane goes to work on Perez. Perez is knocked down again. Gigi pulls JC out of the ring and they argue a bit. This is where it kind of starts breaking down, right? There goes the friendship. There goes the neighborhood. Uh, Perez goes for a drop kick and Gigi pulls her in, in the way. Um, it's interesting here. Perez goes for the drop kick and as they're agreeing, Toxic Attraction is agreeing, she handshakes. She pulls her into the way of harm. Kind of harm in her own partner. Gigi slams Perez into the steps and then into the barricade. Gigi slams Perez on the apron. She hits back to suplex a cover for a one and a two. Jane stops the count. She goes into the cover, but is stopped by Gigi Dolan. They both argue and shove each other, and they are fighting again. Jane slaps Dolan. She returns it. Jane with a roll-up, but a no pinfall. Perez hits a cross body on both of the Toxic Attraction ladies. She hits a clothesline on both of them. She attacks both of them in the corner. She hits a side Russian leg sweep, a DDT combo then, a cover for a one and a two, and a kick out. Jane catches Perez, places her in the tree of woe in the corner, attacks her before she hits the cannonball, and she hits a knee, covers, uh, is broken up by Dolan. JC and Dolan exchange strikes back and forth again, right, like fighting sisters. 
Nolan attacks both of them, hits the suplex. But Jane with the senton on Nolan, they all exchange strikes in the ring. Toxic Attraction super kicks Perez. Jane headbutts Nolan, and she falls on Perez for a one and a two and a kick out. They send Perez outside of the ring. They get a table set up on the outside of the ring. They try to put her through the table, but she fights out of it. And then she hits the Pop Rocks on Dolan. And then she slams Jane into the apron. And then she climbs to the top rope, but is stopped by Jane. She goes for a super a superplex and is stopped by Roxanne. Dolan tries to help her get out of the situation, but she's thrown into the table instead. And then Perez hits the super pop rocks from the top rope for the win and the pin. All right, so at this point, Roxanne Perez is still your champion. So I uh, didn't mind the match. I felt the crowd was not so far into it. This was about two things tonight. This was about telling a story of two versus one and trying to keep Roxanne Perez as being able to beat the previous female dominated NXT girls with um, you know Gigi Dolan and Roxanne per or excuse me Gigi Dolan and uh, not Roxanne Perez Jeez, I'm losing my mind tonight guys JC Jane thank you so uh, JC uh, Jane at that point so at that point Roxanne Perez walks away looking strong looking developed and then the tag team will go back to being a tag team right we needed something for Pop Rocks to get going on. So at this point, um, I felt like the match was okay. The finish, I believe it or not, guys, I did not like the finish. I like the finish, but I don't think the finish needed a table. The way Gigi went through the table, I didn't think it was really, she didn't sell it very well. Like she tried, but it just didn't, it didn't look like a really hardcore sell, right? So at that point, I say, you know, just take the table out of it, have them struggling on the top, have them kick off have them hurt through the pop rocks and then in that right there right we always don't need tables ladders and chairs oh my for every match um that's something i know nxt likes to do let's move on and we will move on guys to our main event that is the nxt most dominant champion braun breaker there's only been two other guys who have held that title longer than braun breaker in nxt the announcers make a point of announcing that can you guys tell me who those two guys were I'll tell you one of them, they don't want to mention on any WWE program, that's Adam Cole, baby. They don't want to mention Adam Cole, but Adam Cole had that title for a very long time. And I want to say the second one possibly, possibly might be Finn Balor. Don't tear me up for that one. I may be right, I may be wrong, but if you want to fact check that and tell me in the comments, I would welcome that. So at this point, we're getting a steel cage match, classic old school style, and the win and the pin has to happen in the ring, no escape in the cage in this one. Grayson Waller's theme song plays, and he walks out to the ring. I like Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller's got a little bit of an MJF vibe from AEW, but Braun Breaker's music hits, he comes out next, and he's the clear star, right? He comes out tearing through a football-type banner of Grayson Waller. Not as cool as that last year's entrance with the NXT fire burning like I showed you guys in the beginning so as Braun tries to enter the ring is ambushed by Waller who sends him to the barricade Braun fights back and throws him into the barricade slams the cage door into Waller's face so they kind of fight on the outside before this match really gets started and then they quickly get in the ring and get the match started and lock the door and now he's all bronze baby he tries to escape but Braun attacks and Waller fights back Braun with a vicious clothesline 
He hits a superplex on Waller, and he follows it with a moonsault. Waller punches Braun, and he hits the DDT, a cover, a one, and a two, and a kick out. Waller goes to work on Breaker. He tries to send Braun into the cage, but is blocked. Braun hits the belly to belly slam. That's a Braun move, right? And then he then catches Waller and slams him again. He climbs to the top rope, hits a bulldog. Braun goes for the spear and misses and hits the cage. There's a cover for a one, two, and a kick out. Waller attacks Braun. Waller sends Braun to the cage, a cover, one, and a two, and a kick out. Waller stays on the attack. Waller with a splash on Breaker. And then he goes for a cross body but is caught. Waller then escapes and sends Braun into the cage. He hits the Imprettier cover. One, two, it's gotta be it right now. No, no, it's not it. It's not game over. It's a kick out. Waller hits a suplex. He climbs to the top rope, but is stopped by Braun, and he hits a Hurricane Rana for a one and a two and a kick. Out, that is. And then Breaker goes for the dive, caught by Waller, and then hits the elbow drop. A cover, one, two, kick out. Man, all night long, right? Two counts kick outs. He then ties up Braun to the ropes. He goes for the spear. Braun is starting to hawk up. He's firing up. He's Braun Breaker. He escapes. Waller tries to escape, but is thrown off the cage and sent into the cage. He then picks Waller up, throws him into the cage, low blows Breaker, hits the stutter cover for a one and two kick out. He climbs up to the top of the cage. Braun goes after him. He tries to escape. Braun hits him with a superplex from the top. One, two. You guessed it, kick out. At this point, defiant to the end is Grayson Waller. Braun warns him, I run NXT. This is his house, basically, right? Braun then, as a he looks down at a defiant Grayson Waller, Braun hits the ropes in a very fast fashion. He hits these ropes so hard, guys, he basically smacks himself into the cage as he's running the ropes. And he hits a super spear for a one and a two. And a three, and you're still NXT champion, Braun Breaker. All right, guys, this was a classic old school cage match. Some people like it, some people don't. I feel like, yeah, they threw it in there to tell a story. That story is, let's settle the feud. These guys have been going back and forth now for a couple months, and at this point, we need to end this feud so Braun Breaker can move on. And that's what happened tonight. And move on, he shall. Braun Breaker will be moving on to his match at Stand and Deliver with the guy that came out at the end of this premium live event, and that is none other than Mello, 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 Carmelo Hayes. Comes out with Trick Williams, nothing really happens. Braun Breaker looks at him and is like, okay. So you know they're leading towards Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. And let's talk about that in our final thoughts. All right, guys, so final thoughts time and what we got here is like I mentioned in the beginning remember this is training for the main roster this is your minor leagues right it's very hard for NXT to come with a premium live event after such an amazing epic Royal Rumble right and I I always like the Royal Rumble so I feel like you know it, you got to work really hard to make a bad Royal Rumble so after you come off something like that which is one of the funnest pay-per-views of the year they had the hard task of following the very next week and give us wrestling fans a show with NXT Minor League Vengeance Day, right? So at that point, keep that in mind. So I think what we look at tonight is 
instead of looking at the show, because if I look at the show, there was nothing memorable here. It was not a memorable, I'm probably not going to remember this in three years, right? But what I am going to see is who makes it from this roster that I watched tonight and who are the future players in this industry. So I'll tell you guys, I like Braun Breaker is definitely being built up. You guys know he's going to be something. He's a legacy. He's got the Steiner brothers, right? His uncle and his dad. He's also been built up over the last couple years in NXT, and they're going to bring him up with a good plan because Triple H is going to bring these guys up with a plan. Um, I'll give you guys a hint of what I think that plan should be. I think Braun Breaker, if you want to build him as the future, needs to come up, and he needs to break a beast. Braun Breaker needs to break Brock Lesnar at maybe a SummerSlam. Very much in the same capacity that Brock Lesnar broke John Cena a few years ago at SummerSlam. I would love to see Braun Breaker do that and really get himself on the main roster and elevate himself to a Roman Reigns-like status, right? So, also, Carmelo is money, right? My man, Melo, Melo, Melo is money. He is could be your next NXT champion if they decide to elevate Braun. We could see the Melo, Carmelo era. Um, I would like to see if they debut Melo in the future. I want Carmelo Hayes to debut. My dream is to say Melo is money, have him debut at Money in the Bank and actually win the briefcase. Carmelo Hayes with the briefcase for a year, fresh off the debut, would be very entertaining. And so I think he would be good enough to make it. I don't think it needs to be this year. But I do think maybe in two years we can see him, not this year, but next year. So I like Carmelo Hayes. The guy's got a special talent to him. The guys in the opening match did a good job, you know, uh, with Jack and Wesley. I, I feel like that was probably the match of the night for me. And then I felt like there was some, you know, pretty good work. But a lot of people need a lot of work in the middle, right? So Melo and Braun was what this pay-per-view was about. Well, guys, there's my final thoughts and results on NXT Vengeance Day. And I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you, and I'll see you around in the Twitterverse. But, like I say, thanks for watching. Like, share, subscribe, and it's not goodbye around here. It's just game over.